This podcast is presented by Rabbi Peretz Muchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rabbi Peretz podcast. We just had a great Rosh Hashanah here in Venice Beach. We had this incredible opportunity to think about the creation of the human being, the mission we're on. But the next step for that is, of course, having a transformative experience, not feeling like you're on a generic path, but feeling that personal journey that you are on. So how does one really see their own personal self? How do you find this experience of learning to know thyself and to be able to be excited by your own being? This process of being pumped and excited about your own being is the process of Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is coming up in less than a week, and we're excited to have this holiday because we get to showcase that it's not what you think it is. It's not a day about repentance or remorse, but it's a day about inner transformation, a day where you get to peer within the inside navigational complex galaxy of your personal universe and start seeing your place in the cosmos and start getting a glimpse of the type of person you can become and maybe who you already are. And the way to see it is from an inside-out perspective, from a soul-like perspective. So that's really what this holiday is all about, learning to see yourself from a soul-like perspective. The holiday is known for being a fast day. A fast day means we don't eat or drink for this 25-hour period of Yom Kippur. But you're not eating, not eating, and not drinking because you're punishing yourself. You're doing it because you're trying to live your life as a soul. You're trying to live one day a year as a soul. And if you could successfully live just one full day as a soul, then you can always tap into the soul all year round. So each year we have this designated day to really peer within self and to really go deep and see what the soul really looks like. And the way to do it is to start learning how to apply the lenses of soul to the things around you. The soul actually may be one concept, your body, your soul, but it can be broken down by using different observational lenses to see what the soul really is. There are five levels of soul. The five concept, specifically five, comes from the idea that the letter Hey, which is five, is the name and letter that God uses to manifest the world. So within each thing, you have these five lenses of soul specifically that you're able to identify. Now, the five levels of soul have five names as well, and the names are what allow you to have access to them. So it's no coincidence that on Yom Kippur, there are five services, each one relating to a level of soul. And that is the goal of Yom Kippur, that with each service that's happening on Yom Kippur, you dive a layer deeper. So when I do the services here in Venice, or when I've done them before in San Francisco, and before that in other places, it's always each service is about being able to peer beneath that lens and go a little deeper. So we start from the top and we go all the way to the depth, to the real depth of self and find out what that really is. And only on Yom Kippur do you have this access point. Maybe that's why subconsciously people are attracted to come to the services looking for that. Well, we hope that you come and you're not disappointed because you're able to find that and experience that. That is the goal ultimately. So here this podcast, we're going to go through the five levels of soul and try to give you some context of how to peer beneath this. And then when you come to services in Yom Kippur, wherever you may be, you could bring this with you and use each lens for each service that you attend. So step number one, 
the night service, the beginning of the new day, is called nefesh. Nefesh relates to the biological level of soul. After all, there is a part of you that is alive, that's pulsating, the blood beneath the person. In the Torah, the word nefesh is related to the blood, ki hadam hu nefesh. The blood is the soul. And this layer of soul, this layer of nefesh represents your simple biological self. So what is the biological self? Well, really, it's a wholesomeness. It's an inner and outer experience happening. In other words, there's the outside you and the inside you, the one that people see or your physical layer outside. But then there's the inner you, literally the biology of you, your health and your flow and what's happening within your organs and your heart and your brain. So this biological self, really, they seem different on one level, like there's what's going on inside, what's going on outside. But as you grow in life, you realize how interconnected they are. What you eat, what from the outside you're attracted to doesn't necessarily mean it belongs in you. You have to regulate your wholesomeness with your eating, the organic wholesomeness of eating. Then there's all layers of like what's going on the outside and the inside. You can't just interact with everything. There's an inside you going on. And they call this the inner growth of your being able to discern what is and what is not the right thing for you. Your blood is this line of self that's for a mom, blood turns into milk. In other words, what's going on in the inside transforms and is now being able to nurture the outside as well. This is the idea today, people into regenerative agriculture or being able to connect the beginning and end of what you're eating and consuming takes a certain amount of soulfulness in order to achieve that. This biological level of self relates on a higher level to just simply I know I'm alive, the awareness to know I'm alive. This concept that I can feel life and know that I'm alive is in and of itself a soul-like feature that I don't have to question my being alive. I question what is my life for? This begins on a biological level. Learning to think on what my life is for is an incredible space to begin the process of spirituality, the process of relating to things. Oftentimes, this is the level we stop with our spirituality, but this is really layer number one on the first service of Yom Kippur. On this level, the main service begins with kol nidre. Kol nidre means I'm letting go of vows or I'm committing to not to create vows that are don't fulfill what life is. I'm letting go in order to let in. This idea of kol nidre relates to the biological level. You have to let go of what happened yesterday to reconnect today. You can't just say, I ate that, I felt good yesterday, I'm going to eat it again. You have to constantly regenerate the connection you have with what's going outside to what's going inside. You need that wholesomeness for this connection to happen. So that's layer number one of soul. Layer number two, which begins with the morning service on Yom Kippur, is ruach. It's called the emotional soul. The emotional soul, the spirit of soul, is related to this unbelievable development going on within you, this emotional growth that's always happening. Now, if a person doesn't have emotional maturity or doesn't take control of their emotions, they have outbursts or they have inbursts with their emotions. But what you really want to do with your emotions is create growth and reliability person wants you to be very deeply in love with them, you need to be reliable with your love. It has to grow from the reliability. It can't grow from crazy passion and then going to super still. It has to have constant, reliable development. And the way to do that is to really take the emotional construct and see the natural tendencies that they need to grow within self. Just like on the biological level, what you eat 
has a connection to what's going on in the inside. Same thing with your emotions, how you feel on the inside and how you react on the outside need to become closer and closer so you can learn to accentuate the emotional feelings and grow with them by remaining a reliable emotional person, having great emotional maturity. This relates to the soul very deeply because the soul itself is always in this great state of passion. And passion, without being developed, oftentimes could be too strong and too difficult for other people. So having the con- the construct of emotional maturity and passion so that you can fulfill your desires and your mission on earth is an important step in developing soul consciousness. This is a step up from the biological level because on the biological level, you can still go through life by just consumption and being one with nature. On an emotional level, now it's already what nature possesses within itself and how it feels in regards to other people and other things around it, independent of what you're consuming. So now we find that there's emotional uh, growth and emotional concepts within animals and within plants, within nature itself. It's because the spirit, the soul level of emotion is within everything as well. Level number three, climbing to a higher level, this soul level relates very much to human beings is the intellectual soul. The intellectual soul isn't just data driven. It isn't just information. The intellectual soul is related to authenticity, they relate related to true intellect as being able to see the full process of something, being able to see the inside and the outside now, to be able to observe the bigger picture. This this idea of 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 authenticity for the human being requires a certain amount of knowledge, how to use things from the right place, how to connect with things in their, their right form requires this intellectual curiosity and intellectual growth constantly. And it doesn't really matter whether you consider yourself a smart person or not, or you think other people are smarter or less so. This is a personal connection to your own intellect, asking, have you been feeding it? And also, have you been curious enough to, for, to have it grow? When you talk about divine intelligence, you talk about really a divine creativity, the ability for intelligence to manifest from creativity into information. So the way we stimulate our own intellectual growth is also having a mindful creative process that we develop. This third level of soul known as neshama, which is the, the best name for soul is neshama, is the ability to see this creativity as the source of intellect. And when you see creativity as the source of intellect, there's a more authentic understanding of the intellectual process. No more are people smart or not smart for that matter. People are just taking what they have and trying to creatively use it for their own life. And the ingenuity that's developed from that is spectacular. That allows you to really allow for people to have space in this world. Real love is stimulated not just from this emotional connection that you have from somebody, but ultimately from intellectually recognizing that each person's intellect comes from a creative force. And on a creative force, there's a real different level for each person to manifest their intellectualism into their life. Leads us to the fourth level of soul. The fourth level of soul is called Chaya. Chaya, you could say, is life. But life is interesting because life really is not just your life or other living things. Life is the concept of life itself, the energy of life itself. Think about your own life. You didn't bring yourself into being. It comes from somewhere. All life is kind of takes part 
of a grand idea of life. We're taking part in this experience. And this experience that we're taking part of is somewhat transcendent from the small things happening on day to day. It's a mentality that they're beyond what you're experiencing. There's a much bigger idea unfolding, a much bigger concept of life being able to go out within itself and to be able to go out there and do that. This this idea that there's a transcendent experience out there or that there's transcendent information out there requires you to open yourself up to something beyond your intellect and beyond your emotion and beyond your biological self. Getting to this level is quite difficult. In fact, in Jewish tradition, this level is only achieved on a regular Shabbat and holidays during the week. It's not easy to get to that point. Maybe it's because of our distractions, of our work, of what we're associated with. But Shabbat, it says we rest on Shabbat. The concept of rest means that I'm not connected to creativity as it relates to intellect and work. I'm connected to creativity as it relates to the idea that we have within us, an unlimited reservoir of growth. We can constantly grow our own life and our whole life. And even though there are, there are those, you look at them, you go, oh, they're, they've peaked, they haven't grown. Well, that's not an authentic observation to what that is because a person can really intellectually, we just said that everybody has their own reservoir of creativity that they deal with. So transcending that and transcending all of this human process and being able to see like there's an energy of life itself and that is sacred and valuable and it comes from a higher place than just intellect and emotions. And that even though we have this connection to life as it makes sense in the form that we created and in the matter we connect with, there's a place beyond that, a source of life itself. When you tap into that source of life, what you recognize is, is there's an unlimited capacity to bring it into your life. You have an unlimited capacity to every day for great renewal. And the ability of sh- of, of, of having a Shabbat in your life or a holiday in your life and sharing your table and sharing your life experience with others is essentially this constant ability to share energy. It's like a candle never gets tired from lighting under candles. It has X amount of fuel or wax or whatever it is, but as long as the fire is lit, it can continue lighting as many things as you connect to it that doesn't take away from it. That's the level that we want to get to with Chaya, this transcendent level that nobody takes anything from you and you don't take anything from anyone. You live a life where you're able to just see that each person has the ability. Sometimes in the economic world, it seems like there's just one pie and everybody's getting uh, has to fight for their slice of the pie. Chaya is to transcend that, that everybody has their own pie. Everybody has their own space within where they operate. And there is where you can find real self-acceptance and self-love because you don't have to worry about the other things that are happening. True transcendence is to stop worrying about all the small menial things that are getting in your way day to day, but being able to really achieve a space where you're comfortable with everything that's happening. This specific space happens on Shabbat because Shabbat is a day where we stop exploiting the universe. We only use what we have. We accept what we have as all we need in the moment. And being able to tap into that moment allows us to now be refreshed and renewed to go out there and try to develop it and grow it. It's not about stopping over here and it's not about staying put. I have what I have. I'm good to go. It's recognizing that I have what I need to get to the next level, and there there's going to be more for me to uncover and to find. Level number five, and the level of service that only exists on Yom Kippur, not even on Shabbat and other holidays, but specifically on Yom Kippur, we have access to the highest level, and that level is the name of Yachid, the level of soul that is called oneness. Oneness ultimately means that everything is connected, everything is one. So where does one find self within that? 
Well, the truth is you need great humility to feel this oneness. And it's only after a day of not eating, not drinking, and completely being removed from the regular human experience and having a soul experience that at the end of the day, just the last moments of the day, you have an open channel to the core of soul of what soul is. And at the core of soul is the oneness of everything in this world, the connection of God and and humanity cosmos, galaxies, everything sharing one life force coming and emanating from the same space. When you reach this level, what you realize is that you can constantly draw from there every year and completely and utterly rejuvenate your whole sense of self. If you feel like you have not figured out what your life is for, Yom Kippur is the day to reach all the way to the pinnacle of yourself and draw. This is a place that cannot be violated. No one could get into this place. This is a place that belongs to you only, related to you, to God, to the oneness of energy itself, and cannot be molested by the outside world of any of with no matter what the circumstances are. All people who overcome the most incredible challenges essentially tap into their yahida, to their oneness, to this flow that is able to extend from there and bring in vitality and renewable energy to every part of your life. So these five steps, these five levels of soul, these five lenses to use for Yom Kippur are there to help you get deeper and deeper within your soul consciousness and allow you to have an experience where when you leave Yom Kippur, you feel ready to rededicate yourself to your mission of making the world a better place and to doing random acts of kindness and to making sure that you're here and your song that's on your inside comes to your outside and you bring harmony to the world around you. That is ultimately what the message of soul is, is the message of harmony. So use these lenses, grow within each service, have an incredibly meaningful Yom Kippur, and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you, Paladin Studios, for your audio clarity. And if you have any feedback, you're welcome to drop it on Apple or send me an email, word at rabbiparrots.com. All the best and easy fast. Shem Tariti Ali Adi